to join our chapter as we celebrate CBTU's International's nationwide 50th anniversary this year. Access our online membership via cbtu.org. Since the coronavirus, we have suspended face-to-face meetings and are utilizing Google Meets to conduct our meetings. Our email address is orcbtu10 at gmail.com. Addressing critical race theory, the redistricting process, our expanding congressional representation, voting and voting rights issues should never be discussed or solved in a vacuum. We would love to hear from each and every one of you. Please join us in our evolving adventure of representing black union workers. Once again, we would like to thank Brother Martin Hart Landsberg. Also, our next CBTU membership meeting will be held on Tuesday, May 10th, 2022. Holla! You are listening to KBOO Portland, 90.7 FM and KBOO.FM online. Baby, you understand me now. If sometimes you see that I'm mad Don't you know no one alive can always be an angel When everything goes wrong you see some bad But I'm just a soul whose intentions are listening to Prison Pipeline here on KBOO Portland. I want to remind you that this is a great time to become a member of KBOO. Show your support for Prison Pipeline and for KBOO by becoming a member of KBOO today. Just go to kboo.fm slash give. Help us meet our $15,000 goal. We're community funded and we need your support to get there. So just go to kboo.fm slash give or text to kboo to 44-321 thanks and now on for today's show tonight we're talking to carrie koala about the case of ricky fetterman um who has been unlawfully sentenced to prison for um almost an entire lifetime for a non-violent first offense um and other cases too that um, Carrie helps to track and publicize. Carrie, welcome to Prison Pipeline. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Thank you. Um, so, Carrie, let's get started first by telling telling us a little bit about yourself, so that we know who you are, and then we'll talk about Ricky. So, sure. tell us a little bit about yourself. Okay. So. Um, I'm originally from the UK. Um, I started um, contacting prisoners um, in America uh, with long sentences. Um, my uh, th- thought pattern is that I know I've broken the law, whether it's speeding or, you know, I, I believe that probably most of us have broken the law at some time in our life. Um, and I believe that if we were all painted green who'd broken the law, we'd all be green, different shades of green, but we'd all be green. Now, everybody in prison um, has a mother, father, children, relatives who love them. 
Um, and I think it's unfair to um, marginalize people in prison and stigmatize them and treat them like animals and then expect them to come out rehabilitated. It's, it's, um, it's not right. And now I, I've come from a, a background that where I would say that I was dragged up and I feel that every day there, but for the grace of God go I, I could have been incarcerated at any point in my life had fate been different. Um, you know, I, I'm not saying that I was into drugs, but I, I was um, exposed to drugs, exposed to firearms. I was abused. All of these things that you see um, in prisoners' backgrounds every single day. Um, and I just think that it could have been any of us that's in prison. Um, and these are people. We need to treat them with respect. They're doing their time. They're, they, as long as they're recognizing what they've done and remorseful for what they've done and wish that had taken a different path, I don't see why they can't be given a second chance with dignity so yeah that so i sorry <laughs> that's all about me isn't it really sorry and I, I um i can't i got into contact with ricky through a website in um about 2006 um so helping ricky has it, it gave me the um to want to go and educate myself to help people so from there I did a bachelor's in um, criminal criminal psychology and a master's in criminal psychology and justice law um, so that I can further reach out and, and help people in prison oh that's amazing wow so you really understand a lot because of your advocacy your advocacy actually led you to become better educated that's right. Yeah. So it's benefited me as well. And particularly Ricky. Ricky is a super intelligent guy. Um, and he's pushed me all the way to, to be the best that I can be. Um, yeah. So it's 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 incredible how the skills that we have incarcerated um, and, and pretty much thrown away the key to millions of people. Um, it's just incredible that we, we can do this as a society. Thank you so much, Carrie, for telling us a little bit about yourself. Um, maybe we can get back to that in a little bit. Uh, but for right now, let's um, let's take some of the time that we have to talk about Ricky Fetterman. Who is Ricky yep. Fetterman, and why Ricky. are we talking about him? Sorry. <laughs> yep. So Ricky um, came from Austin in Texas, um, and he, from the age of fourteen, started to self-medicate because he was bipolar and never received the treatment. Um, that he, he needed. He was also abused as a child too. Um, so he started to self-medicate and this led into um, and a, heroin, a heroin addiction. Um, he obviously would associate with others, um, other users. Um, when Ricky was um, 20, he, he went into a drug rehabilitation program where he met um, a young lady. Um, Ricky was 20, she was 17. Um, Ricky gave her some of his drugs um, less than a gram of heroin. Um, Ricky went home, she went home that evening. She unfortunately overdosed in her bathroom um, and subsequently Ricky was arrested. He gave himself up and said, I gave her those drugs, less than a gram. Um, and Ricky was subsequently sentenced to 47 years in prison with a 12 year parole. Um, the, the, the crazy thing that I find about this is that um, Ricky was also under 21 he was he wasn't um, done for murder he was done for one count which was possession with intent to distribute heroin and to a person under the age of 21 um, oh. the actual person who was trafficking the drugs that gave them to Ricky got 35 years um, and this was because the judge said that he in the transcript says I will not 
sentence pursuant to the guidelines. I will not consider a sentence under those guidelines and said that he wanted to stop Ricky and the drug um, trafficker above Ricky from ever distributing heroin again. So he sentenced them both until they were 68 years old. And then Ricky's got 12 years on top of that. So he'll be 80 before he's out of US custodial sanctions. Wow. It was that, now, do you know, was that, um, was was he sentenced in um, state, in, in state or federal? Um, United States District Court, Western District of Texas, Austin Division. Um, so. Is he in I state prison was, or federal prison? He's in federal prison now, but he has been in a state prison. Okay. Yeah, he's in so, there, there's such wild and variant sentences here in America for the same crime. Because I interviewed someone for this show about four years ago, mm-hmm. and she did the same thing. She gave someone heroin who overdosed, and she was sentenced to five years in prison for that, wow. in federal prison. So isn't that interesting? The same, basically the same, the same charge. Now, why did Ricky get 47 years? Was there, was there a reason he received such a harsh sentence? Can we, can we talk about his sentence a little bit? Yes, of course. Um, the, The judge stated in the transcript that I do want a sentence that will take away from you any opportunity to ever deal again in heroin. So he sentenced him and so that he wouldn't come out of prison till he was 68. Now, the trafficker who was also sentenced at the same time, Mr. Lopez, he was 33 at the time of sentencing. So the judge gave him a sentence till he was 68. So he got 12 years less than Ricky, even though he was um, a convicted trafficker who had previously um, dealt drugs to the undercover police. And Ricky, Mm -hmm. this was his first offense. So it's crazy that if Ricky had been 50, when he committed this crime, he would therefore have got a lesser sentence under the logic of the judge. He wanted mm-hmm. them to be incarcerated till they were 68, which makes it's crazy. Um, I come from, obviously come from the UK and Australia, and we have precedences here in that there's limits. Um, just, you know, for, for argument's sake, if the judge takes exception to a case or he wakes up in a bad mood or whatever the story might be, um, the judge has, the ability to to give whichever sentence they prefer. There's no precedent to say this is the crime. This is what you the this is the mandate to what you must go to because he says I am not going to be pursuant to these guidelines. So he chose his own sentence with no logic to it, with someone's life, which is insane. Wow, that's just. Now, have have you ever have you met Ricky or do you, are you in communication with Ricky? Oh, yes, I'm in communication with Ricky um, whenever he can email, which is um, sometimes several times a week. Sometimes it's not for a couple of months. It depends on the lockdown at the moment with the COVID. Um, Ricky himself has had COVID twice um, in prison, which has affected him. Um, But yes, I have been to America and I have been into Ricky's prison to see him. Um, There's pictures of me in his prison with him on the website. which which people can visit if they're interested, which is www.freericky.com. Um, so yeah, I have I ha- I would have been across there um, more often, but for COVID, we've only just lifted the borders here in Australia, so um, yeah, I couldn't get across there. Um, but Ricky does have a, ca- a clemency case um, that's pending. 
um, at the moment with the Department of Justice. Um, and it's interesting to note that yesterday or a couple of days ago, Biden um, did 78 clemencies, um, signed 78 applications. But during the Obama administration, there was 36,000 clemency applications signed. So 78 doesn't seem that much, really. And Ricky's has been sitting there now for five years um, and still pending. So hopefully he'll get it. But there's 18,358 pending cases um, at the moment waiting for a ruling at the Department of Justice. So, yeah, it's it's a little bit, it's overwhelming, isn't it? Yeah. How long has Ricky been incarcerated? Ricky's done 17 years or just over 17 years. Um, and I've known him for 16 of those 17 years. Um, it, I mean, it's interesting to note that Ricky is a first nonviolent offender. Um, possession with intent to distribute distribute under 21 was the count. It wasn't murder. It wasn't firearms, but robbery or anything like that. It's tragic that the people do die of, of overdoses, and I need to. I will recognise those people. It's a terrible thing. Um, but to to incarcerate somebody for 47 years when they weren't even present at the crime, I, it's it's just insane. I can't comprehend that really um I yeah. mean, we just need to go i mean just to the cost you know it's it's insane what the cost would be to um it's the bureau that bop said that it's about forty thousand dollars at today's rate to incarcerate an inmate which means that the 47 years at today's prices it would cost two million dollars to incarcerate ricky wow the length of his sentence so it, it, and it is such a terrible shame because Ricky is so intelligent. Ricky's got six um, associate's degrees while he's been in prison. Um, he's got a GPA score of 4.79 out of five. And he's been tutoring other inmates to take their GED exams while he's been in prison. So he's got quite a success rate of education and furthering other people's in education. It really is a waste um, of resources and a waste of his capabilities to have him in prison like that. Wow, what is what is what are his associate degrees in? Do you, do you know? Yeah, some I've written them? them down here somewhere. <laughs> he's got uh, he's got straight A's, and some of these were like at ninety nine point seven percent crazy straight A's. Social mm. behavior, social behavioral science, sociology, industrial technology, American studies, business studies, and science and mathematics. So yeah, six six associate degrees there. Well, so, that's great. Can you tell me, um, what about Ricky's family? Um, where's Ricky's family been in all of this? Well, Ricky's Ricky's um, parents are divorced, um, and I'm very close to Ricky's mom. She still lives um, close to where, where Ricky used to live. Um, I don't want to give her location out, but and she's she's very close with me. She she messages me all the time. She um, tells me when Ricky's. Um, when lockdown has happened, because he, you know, Ricky can't always tell me straight away. He doesn't phone me, but he can phone his mom. He contacts me through um, email and correspondence. So yeah, I'm, I'm very been very close to his mom. Um, and but I, I don't know about the rest of Ricky's family. I, I'm not in contact with them. Mm -hmm. But it's it's very hard on his mom. She sends him money all the time, but herself she's retired. Um, so yeah, it, it is a strain on families. It really is when when people are incarcerated for lengthy periods. Um, I, I really don't understand what the logic is 
in a 47-year sentence for a non-violent offender with less than one gram of cocaine or heroin, okay. sorry. Yeah. Yeah. You're listening to Prison Pipeline here on KVOO Portland. I want to remind you that this is a great time to become a member of KBOO. Show your support for Prison Pipeline and for KBOO by becoming a member of KBOO today. Just go to kboo.fm slash give. Help us meet our $15,000 goal. We're community funded and we need your support to get there. So just go to kboo.fm slash give or text to kboo to 44-321. What, is, what does the future look like for Rick? Yeah, I mean, is there, you said that there is um, spot for clemency. Um, is there any kind of public advocacy? Is there like a, uh, a website or a petition? Um, what could the Ricky? public do to be, become involved? Yeah, supporting Ricky. Supporting Ricky, you can go to my website, which is www.ricky, R-I-C-K-Y, uh, sorry, free Ricky, free Ricky.com. Um, you can contact me there. My name is Kerry Koala, and you can contact me on kerrykoala um, at gmail.com. That's also on the website. You can write to Ricky as well. Um, his, his address is also on the website. Um, but yeah, like I said, it's there's 18,358 as of yesterday's count clemencies awaiting. Um, when Obama allowed um, 36,000 clemency applications to be approved, 504 of those were life sentences, which tells you that there's something wrong there. If 504 people got life sentences that were commuted, um, there's definitely something not right. Um, 2.2 million people in American prisons. America incarcerates more people than anybody else in the world. A fifth of the world's population is in prison in America. So is that right? Sounds a lot. Mm-hmm. But um, <laughs> but that sounds a lot. But that's so we've got five million people on parole in America. We've got 2.2 incarcerated. That's seven million people under correctional supervision in jails. In 1973, when the war on drugs was started by Nixon and then later by Reagan and then continued on. There were 200,000 people in prison um, and now there's 2.2 million in 2009. So, yeah, that's, they are crazy, crazy figures. More people Very in, much. Thank yeah. you for sharing that. That's okay. Now, I'm if, not sure if, if that previous one was correct about the fifth of the population. Fifth, fifth of the prison population is in America. That's probably right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That sounds correct. <laughs> now, if Ricky, if Ricky is, um, if if Ricky is released, um, what would Ricky like to do if he gets out of prison early? Oh, Ricky! If when Ricky gets released, he's going to um, do computer science. He's going to do a master's degree in computer science, and he's going to cook me up some proper Mexican food. <laughs> That's what he's going to do. Um, he would be so thrilled to be out. Um, you, you can't imagine that how awful it must be that he's 47 years for this crime and the person who was trafficking the drugs got 35. Um, Ricky served 17 years already. I think people sometimes who do brutal murders get out in less time in certain states. Um, So yeah, if Ricky got out, he would definitely be an asset to the community. He's not violent. He's never been violent. Um, 
he would love to better himself. He would love to teach others. He's already teaching people in prison um, to do their GED and better themselves. Imagine the potential that he would have outside if he was teaching people. He's the most humble person you could possibly imagine. So yeah, he really, really would be an asset once he once he's released. That's great. So once again, let's um, just for the sake of publicizing Ricky's cause, um, if people want to learn more about Ricky, where can they go online to learn about him again? So www.freericky, F-R-E-E-R-I-C-K-Y, freericky.com. And that's my website. Also on Facebook, if you want to um, um, go to Ricky Federman, there's a free Ricky page on Facebook. Um, I'm on Facebook under Kerry Koala. Um, or you can contact me directly. Um, it's Kerry Koala, K-E-R-R-I, Koala, as in the Australian bear, um, at gmail.com. That's how you Thank you. Um, so, yeah. Kerry, uh, are there any other people that you're tracking or that you're helping to raise awareness about who are incarcerated in the United States? Um, Ricky is my main one, to be, to be honest. There are other people um, who, who I do assist there's probably at the moment i've probably got about 10 other people um in different locations in in america um lifers long service and also one on death row um but i don't have the information at the moment in front of me um to to chat about them ricky is my main concern at the moment who's i'm putting all my effort into um but if if people want to know about prisoners um they can go to prison websites like um, Write a Prisoner or Prison Pen Pals, because it is well-known fact, it's, it's a research-proven um, statistic that if people who are regularly contacted have outside contact and are respected and given dignity just through conversation in an email or conversation in a letter, um, they are far um, less likely to commit crimes once they're released because they have a more of a sense of, of a worth um, rather than being forgotten. Once you're forgotten, what is the point? You have nothing further to hope for. So it's it's just just send somebody a letter of hope and just grab somebody's details off um, prison pen pals or something like that. Send them a letter of hope. You, you could be making a whole world of difference to somebody just by one random act of kindness. Just pay it forward. Could it be your child that's in there? So people go to prison pen pals and they just you, yep. you can find people to write to yeah or write a prisoner yeah or write a prisoner.com um so you can as long as you're over 18 you can go in there you can search by state you can search by um star sign you can search by um anything you want prison length sentence um if you if somebody's getting out soon or if somebody has no is has got a long sentence and they're not getting out soon quite often you can also find out um what their sentence is for um you know some people may not agree with certain crimes and, and they may think that others are should be treated more lenient so you know you can search the crime that way um and find out what this person has done um it's full transparency yeah mm -hmm. um so what are um the the other people that you've been tracking and also Ricky, they must have something in common. What is it for you personally that um, really kind of pulls at your heartstrings with cases like Ricky's? I mean, why, why are these, why do you care? 
That's a really good question. That really is a good question. Um, over the years, I must have been in contact with literally thousands of inmates. I mean thousands. I've been doing this for nearly 25 years, so thousands. Some I, I do... How Ricky came into my life, I believe um, it was a long time ago, I search people who have got long sentences quite often. There's no point me building relationship up with somebody who's about to be released. That's not what I'm about. I'm about get, uh, contacting somebody when they've recently been sentenced or they've into their sentence and they've accepted their sentence and they've accepted um, remorse for what they've done. And then we can move on to rehabilitation and making them have a sense of self-worth. So um, I long, long sentences, lifers, um, people on death row, the people who I can reach out um, and, and try and change their mindset into having self-worth. Um, I've come across a lot of people who were not ready for what I do. They were not sorry for their crimes. Um, like I'm not a bleeding heart person. Some people have to be responsible for what they do. I have a gentleman at the moment who told me that, you know, it's because he had this terrible upbringing and because he was um, in this, this awful place. I don't accept that. And I told this person, I don't accept that. Personally, I don't accept that. I was dragged up, had the most awful upbringing. I'm not about comparing childhoods. But every decision that you make, whether it comes out of your mouth or whether it comes out from actions, is your decision. Nobody can make you do anything. Sure, they can make you do something under duress, but you're still doing it. So I do believe that, yeah, we can. We all make mistakes. We make mistakes, and sometimes it has terrible consequences. But at the bottom, bottom line, we all have to be responsible for our own actions and responsible for the consequences of those actions. Um, so, yeah, so sometimes I meet people who are not ready for that. Sometimes I meet yeah. people who um, think it's a romantic in interaction. It's not. Um, and so the people who continue on through that, I really try to help them. There was a, one gentleman in um, Sacramento, um, and we um, corresponded for quite some time. Um, and I actually helped with his parole, with me being a professional, um, got professional qualifications. Um, and that was great. You know, I had a parole letter for him and it went, went to his hearing um, and, and he's doing great now. There's another gentleman in the UK who I uh, helped for many, many years, maybe eight years. Um, he had a, in prison, he was available to do um, education. He did a master's in art and I would send him photos of what he had to paint because he couldn't see anything outside his window. Um, and he's got a master's in art. He's been released. He was a violent offender. Now he is an award-winning artist. So I just can't tell you how there's wasted talent in prison that doesn't need to be there. Put the money into rehabilitation. Um, what is it? 40,000 is the average um, in 2020 um, to incarcerate one person for one year. If you could take that 40,000 and give it to somebody to live on for a year instead of imprisoning them, wouldn't that be better? Thank you. So we've been talking tonight with Carrie Koala about the case of Ricky Fetterman. Um, so Carrie, one more time, if people would like to find out more about Ricky online um, and if they want to um, support anything, uh, where can they go to find out about Ricky and support him? So you can go to 
um, www.freeriki.com. That's F-R-E-E-R-I-C-K-Y.com. You can go to Facebook and you can look up Ricky Federman. Um, and you can go to my Facebook account, which is Kerry, Kerry Koala, or you can email me at Kerry, K-E-R-R-I, Koala, as in the koala bear, at gmail.com. But please, if you didn't want to reach out to Ricky or anybody else, please reach out to other people that are incarcerated. They just need an, a, a tiny amount of um, human dignity, just, and it will make their day. It really will. It make their year, maybe. <laughs> Thank you so much. I'm even um, joining us tonight on Prison Pipeline here on KBOO Community Radio. Um, Carrie, thank you so much for joining us and have a good evening. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you, everybody. Bye-bye. Before we go, I just wanted to remind you that this is a great time to become a member of KBOO. Show your support for Prison Pipeline by becoming a member of KBOO today. Remember, 80% of our funding comes from our members, and less than 10% of our listeners are members of KBOO. We're an independent, community-supported, volunteered power radio, and our programming focuses on unique issues that you may not hear in the corporate media. So if you can, please help us meet our goal of $15,000. We're community-funded, and we need your support to get there. Just go to kboo.fm give, or text to KBOO to 44321. Thanks so much and have a great evening. K220HR Hood River on 91.9 FM. At KBU, we're always busy bees preparing wonderful programming for you to enjoy. Now, during our spring membership drive, we need some money to go with that honey. Help us raise $56,000 by May 28th to support our efforts to pollinate the media landscape with locally produced, independent, people-powered community radio. 
Donate right now at kboo.fm slash give or tap the donate button in the KBOO mobile app.